it's your girl here Ada B and I am here I'm locked in and I'm live with you guys on the talks with Ada B show if you don't know who I am I am Ada B I am a singer and songwriter and a radio presenter and today I have got so much that I want to talk to you about and I'm really excited about it actually um, I'm also going to be joined uh, shortly by a very special guest um, our first interview back with this new season of the show and I'm excited to get into the conversation with her. As I've said already before, if you don't follow the socials, please make sure you do. At Talks with Ada B. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Cool. So, as you know, if you've tuned into the show before, if you haven't, I'm going to give you a bit of a, uh, of a breakdown of how we get down here, okay? Um, the main thing we want to obviously talk about is entertainment news specifically music, but I do talk about other things as well that's happening in entertainment. Um, and it's important for me to do so because um, as somebody who is part of uh, this growing industry, well, it's not growing, I mean, it's been, it's been about, but I guess this new wave um, that's emerging in the industry, it's important for me to be aware of what's happening around me and uh, to be able to share that with you guys. And part of me being able to do that is me being able to, to you know, actually go outside my house. <laughs> Uh, of course I come and record this show, but um, if I'm being really honest with you guys, I don't attend nearly enough events that I should. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, tr I'm trying to break out of that spell, I'm trying to break out of that habit. I'm trying to make it more of a thing where I am uh, attending these shows and attending events. Uh, I'm making sure that I have, um, you know, I guess news live from the ground uh, to report back to you. So. I'm going to kick things off with my weekend last weekend. I won tickets to um, DLT's and TikTok's uh, event. It was, hashed, it was called Hashtag Black Joy. It was really, really fun. It was really fun. I went with my girl, JD Ann. You have definitely seen her or heard her on the show before. If not, you may have come across her music. Um, definitely worth checking out. She's on the submissions playlist as well. That's on Spotify, Talks Day to Be radio playlist and Talks Day to Be submissions. Um, so yeah, I, I went with her and we had a wonderful time. It was not what we were expecting. I can't lie. I thought it was going to be a bit of a, um, kind of like a, you know those like, kind of like networking events where there's like a panel, maybe some awards being given out, some speeches or something like that. That's kind of what I was expecting. But when we got there, child, first of all, I liked the venue. The venue was cool. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was very cool. Uh, it was tiered, so it was definitely segregated between <laughs> the commoners and the actual celebrities. So that was interesting. Um, but no, if I hadn't watched so much TikTok in my life, I may have just been in a room full of strangers. But I've watched so much TikTok that I knew 90% of the TikTokers that were there. Like I remember saying to Jade, oh my gosh, I know this person, this person does this type of content, this person does that type of content, this person is that person. There was even one person, oh my gosh, I will not say who it was, because I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. But, <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out for a minute, like, do I know who this is? And then when I realised who it was, I was like, because she was just staring at me, because I was staring at her, and then she was just staring at me, and then it just became this like, little staring contest for like five seconds, and it was very awkward. But I was just trying to figure out where do I know you from, and then I realised it's also from TikTok. So... Um, <laughs> it was very interesting to be in, in a room full of, you know, just uh, UK, black, black UK, you know, uh, content creators. Um, and yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of be able to party with them and, and just have a good time. Um, the DJs were really good as well. 
I'm so annoyed because the DJ that I actually really like and I've I've um, heard his sets at other events that I've been to and it's always like he's 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 legit like probably one of my favorite DJs. Like if I see him on a flyer, I'm I'm more than likely gonna be tempted to go because obviously depending on the kind of event, but I'm more than tempted to go because it, the selection is always just wicked and bad. Like it's so good, like so so good. So when we were leaving, he was the one that was coming on to play and I was just like, oh my gosh, why? Why when we're leaving is he the one? Because I was hoping he would kind of been in the mix, like in the middle of the event. But we left fairly early, to be honest, because we didn't want to be caught out by the train strikes or anything weird like that. Um, or last trains and stuff. So it was what it was. But banging food as well and it was free. Like I had like the time, the world's smallest patty. I ain't never seen a patty this small in my life. Um, <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, the, the, the chicken wings, the jerk chicken wings were amazing. And then I had like some, some, I don't know what kind of burger it was, but it was, it was just beautiful. Everything was just beautiful. Free drinks and all that kind of stuff. So really nice event, loads of people there. I feel like everybody who's on Twitter as well was probably in that room as well. Uh, just saw a lot of, uh, faces that, you know, you kind of see on the timeline all the time. If you follow certain people or you're friends with certain people, you will definitely see there's certain main characters on Twitter, specifically black Twitter, that kind of pop up a lot. So I definitely saw a lot of those people. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a mixy event. Like there was loads of, of faces there, but overall it was actually really, really nice. It was just fun. It was a good time. And yeah, everybody, what I did like is when it came to the dancing, people danced. Like there was, a, there was definitely a lot of people that didn't dance, but there were a lot of people that did dance. And I was one of those people. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I love the concept. I think it was just nice to be able to come out and just and celebrate in that way. Another thing I did, which was really, really cute, is I met up with a previous guest that I've had on the show. She's in London from Greece. Um, lovely Toya. She's featured on the show um, a couple months back. And um, yeah, she's in town and it was really nice to meet up with her in person and just we had a really cute day out in the city. We had something to eat. Um, yeah, we just had a really, really cute day out and it was really, really nice to be able to actually meet her. And I just thought, this is so cool because outside of what I do now, where else would I meet somebody like this, you know, that's first of all just an overall really lovely person but then has this amazing talent. Um, so it was really uh, kind of like a surreal moment actually meeting her and us being able to chop it up and take pictures and, and just have that time together. It was fun. You know who isn't having fun? Well, at least I don't think she's having fun anymore because girl, girl, I don't know, She's doing. she's been doing a lot over the last 18 months and I, this is only, this is the only thing I have about kind of like putting your business on social media like this is it's because obviously you leave it open for people to judge to speculate and to just say what they want you know and um yeah summer walker summer walker let's get into it so summer walker as we know is pregnant again uh by larry and uh, she announced the other day, I think two or three days ago actually now, that her and Larry are no longer together. But she ain't mad. And she made sure to defend herself before you could come for her because she already knew what the talking points were going to be. She said that it was her intention to have two children by 25. She's now currently 26. But it was her intention to have two children by 25. So she's not upset that the relationship hasn't worked out. She said that she could have been married to either one of those men before, but she just didn't want to continue to live a life of disrespect. But when everybody was telling her, girl, you're moving on too fast from London on the track to Larry, you didn't want to listen. And now you're suffering the same fate as 
the baby mothers to London on the track. And that makes me sad. That makes me sad because two children, two separate fathers, and they're not going to grow up, it, you know, I don't know how I, present of a father London on the track is now, but from what all the previous baby mothers were saying, and even Summer Walker herself, uh, I remember in the, in the run up to the release of Still Over It, the latest album, he wasn't around. He comes, he does a little quick photo up, and he's out. And that's just really upsetting to me. I mean, yeah. This idea of just kind of just having babies willy-nilly and just creating these broken homes, it's so unfair for the children. It's so unfair for the children. But at least she seems okay, and she is looking forward to, to giving birth to her, to her son. And obviously we wish her all the best. Her fans, on the other hand, they're like, girl, we don't even care like that. We just care that this means we're going to get good music. And... You know what? Sometimes the way fan groups, especially these new fans, because these new fans are a bit weird. Like, you be talking to your faves anyhow. She decided to post a uh, reply to a tweet, which was asking, what is the oldest or youngest, I think, that you would date? So her response to the tweet was essentially she wouldn't date. So she's 22. The, the lady who was decided to respond to the tweet, she's 22. And she basically said that she wouldn't date someone who is older than 25 or younger than 22. And to me and most people, that was like, yeah, that's fair enough. But then she didn't stop there. Because <laughs> she basically went on to say that men over 25 usually are balding. Um, and I think she said something along the lines of having dad bodies, etc. So obviously there were a lot of men who were not happy with that, especially the men who were over 25. They immediately went to her gallery and started looking at her pictures and started coming for her appearance. Lippy Lipshot decided to defend her and say she's actually really nice. It's a shame that she thinks I'm too old for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of men started attacking her appearance. A lot of men saying I look better than most 25-year-olds. And it almost became this really weird competition for... To be, I don't know, to be seen as desirable by a 22-year-old, or I guess girls in that age bracket of 22 and 25, because I don't know why the guys were going so hard, but they were going hard to prove that they were desirable um, <laughs> to that age bracket. And I'm not going to lie, it was weird to, to kind of read, because it first started off quite jovial, like the replies were really funny, like people were like, yeah, I agree, you know, me too, I don't think I'd date a woman over this age, or a woman younger than this age, or I don't think I'd date a guy over this age, yeah, because I just prefer to be with somebody that's my age. We're going through similar life experiences, etc, etc. To men of, of age 40 talking about your father this, your mother that, your ugly. Did I said, what is happening? What is going on? How did we get here? And to be fair, her tweet wasn't just, I only want to date 22 to 25 year olds. She did go on to say, because men who are older tend to have receding hairlines, dad bodies, etc. So I can understand them feeling a bit, you know, wounded. But like, if it doesn't apply let it fly there's so many things i see on twitter and i'm like okay that's how you feel but i don't respond because it doesn't apply to me so i just feel like that's what all these thousands of men needed to do instead of fighting to prove that they are dateable to a 22 year old like i i don't understand <laughs> it, it was very strange but we know historically that it's not a foreign thing for for men to date younger but I just found it interesting um, 
that they got so offended by a woman deciding not to date older because actually that is quite I guess typical as well you do hear a lot of younger girls liking to date older men because of the illusion and I'm calling it an illusion because that's what it is for most of these men okay again if it doesn't if it doesn't apply to you then don't be offended <laughs> but the illusion that you know a guy who's older has has it all together you know he's probably got his own place he's probably got his own car etc etc that's not always the case so her wanting to date somebody that's probably in the same stage of life as her makes sense and I, I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see why she was attacked. But again, there are a lot of men that like to date younger. And in this case, significantly younger. Because 40 and 22 is a big age gap. But I digress. I'm, I'm not here to, to talk about that today. I just thought that that discourse on, on Twitter yesterday was very, very interesting. If you're not following the socials already, make sure you do at Talks with A to B. In the bio, or if you're already on Spotify right now, Make sure you search hashtag Talks with A to B radio playlist, hashtag Talks with A to B submissions. Good. I'm really good. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. Good to see you as well. Yes. Thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Of course. How's your day been? Have you had a good day so far today? Yes, it's been good. Just been like prepping for some gigs over the weekend doing some songwriting yeah, um, yeah. it's been it's not been too bad that, yeah <laughs> that's really and I'm guessing your day today has been fairly chilled or has it been quite a busy one have you been quiet you know what it's been chilled because I've been away for the past month on tour so I'm yeah. just like yeah. getting back to normal getting back into routine <laughs> taking it easy yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. like pressure myself to like work 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 <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I love that. I love that for you. And it's so important to do that, actually, because sometimes it's easy. Yeah. You know, it's just when you come back from a tour and things like that, like, it's really easy to get kind of just want to be in that zone of just constantly exactly. doing no, something. Like it's so <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Well, I really want to have the opportunity to get to know you. Um, so I would love right now for you to just give us a bit of a backstory. Like, who are you? Why are you a singer? Why did you know that singing was, you know, the career for you? Mm, okay. And please tell me if I'm pronouncing your name because <laughs> I, I think I've said it in two variations. So yes, correct me in time. Wrong, but it's okay. It's Vonne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Apologies. Vonne, no, no, guys. Make sure. You <laughs> yes. Um, so, wow, it started, I think, when I was around eight years old or seven um, when I realised I loved singing. Um, I'd see musicals yeah. on TV. I'd want to be like those background singers, you know. Um, yeah. And I think in school, I just like, I was in one of these school plays, realised I could sing. Then I went to church every Sunday with my mum. And when I heard the choir, I was yeah. like, wow, I don't mind joining. How can I join? <laughs> So joined the choir from there. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Learning harmonies, leading church service, leading praise and worship. Love so I started that. in church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, started in church. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then went on to uh, study in school and I did like GCSE. Mm. I don't know how, but I got an A. And then I think wow. that for me, I was like, oh, you know what? You're actually good at this. You're not just, you know, you know, a yeah. weekend thing or whatever, do it in your own time. Like yeah. I realized I really had a passion for it. Um 
and I wanted yeah. to study more. I wanted to learn more. So I was getting singing lessons. I was learning how to play the guitar. Um, and that's when I went to uni. Yeah. And when you're in an environment wow. where there's so many different musicians and singers and it was a whole different yeah. world. You know, I was coming from a class of like four people in my music school to now like a university yeah. full of just musicians. So it really like opened my eyes to realize, wow, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, and I studied, yeah, I studied music. And from there, just back in vocals, um, as soon as I came out, I started working. I toured with Emily Sanday. Um, yeah. And I think that opened a lot of doors wow. to other other work that I'm doing now. And what, but one of the main things from uni yeah. was that I was always singing lead. I knew that I wanted to be an artist. Um, and I was always songwriting and workshopping Lovely. with different people. So it, I'm glad that that's something I do now. <laughs> you know, you can see that kind of the growth um, from playing in like a Amazing. little room to now releasing music <laughs> yeah. years later. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty much the, the quick backstory. <laughs> but I really love your journey so far because you've basically um, had this real opportunity to explore a bit of your talent, you know, um, yeah. you know, from doing it in, in a group setting to doing it on your own um, and even the opportunity there to, you know, was you said you were an opening act for Emily Sander, is that right? No, no, I toured with her with her sorry yes so even being able to, as a backing singer yes so even being able to do that and explore experiment with your sound and explore you know who you are as as an artist and where you think you really fit or where you think you can really shine is yeah. is really important and I think, um I remember even when I, I think the first time I heard you I was at an event um it was I think 2018 okay. and um I thought what are you doing here I was like, her voice is amazing. Like, I remember thinking that. I, don't know if I, might, I can't remember the name of the event. If it comes to mind, I would definitely let you know. But okay. I just thought, yeah, I just thought your voice was amazing. I was like, she has no business being here. Like, she needs to be on like proper stages and stuff. Oh, thank you <laughs> like, so she much. needs to be in, like, <laughs> so just doing that is just like, yeah, like, absolutely, that makes sense because you you have a voice that to me, it sounds like somebody who not only knows they can sing but like knows how to actually use their voice mm. which I think um a lot of artists actually don't know how to do because they don't see their voice as an instrument um yeah. they don't see it as that can create different sounds and, and, and right. moods and motions they're just laying vocals in the studio and trusting the engineer to, to fill in the gaps <laughs> yeah. actually yeah. our voice can do so much more than that. Definitely. Even being in like experiences, going from like being in church, yeah, having to sing with other people and using your ears to learn harmonies, you know, yeah, um, and then now going yeah. into another setting of education and actually seeing, okay, well, these are the correct notes, these are how scales work, and um, yeah. and then using it and constantly, I'm because I'm a full time singer, I'm constantly practicing, I'm yeah. constantly working on my voice, um. Because it's my job, so yeah. <laughs> as well as well as something I love to do, so it it definitely yeah. helps. I love that, to be and it's so good because that's also you know a commitment on your part as well. Like mm. you know, just because I have this talent doesn't mean that I can just show up and sing. I actually still have to put yeah. in the time, the effort. I still need to practice, and I think yeah, and <laughs> um, that's something that we're not seeing enough of. Which is why when we get people like Flo, or we get people like Ivy Bella, or we get people like um. Mm. 
uh, Jack James, you know, we kind of go, oh, that's refreshing. It's refreshing because they understand that their voice is an instrument. They understand that in order yeah. for me to b become using this instrument, I need to practice. I need to put in the work. Right. So that's yeah. really amazing. I want to go back to your first EP, um, Think Twice, because that was Ooh. a beautiful body of Thank you. That's and I really want to know more about <laughs> Oh my gosh, apologies. See, this is what happens, guys. <laughs> well, you don't dig deep enough. Please do tell me about your... Oh, then. That's perfect. Yeah, Let me know about your first... So my first EP is called Love Games, um, and the the first okay. single from that is Closure. Yeah, so that was the okay, first okay. Um, and then Think Twice is the second yeah. one, um, which came out before COVID. Okay. Um, and obviously, that, yes, I think yes. more people know me from the second one, definitely. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. wow. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing. No worries. He has no got not one but two EPs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So do let me know because I mean, yeah, Think Twice is the one that I think I kind of grew to like become more of a fan of your work because that's the I think the first project I actually really listened to of yours and I was like, wow, okay. this is just I love the transitions. It felt so seamless. Um, I just want to kind of understand a bit more about your your storytelling process, your writing process, um, mm. and how you decided these were going to be songs <clears throat> that you put out. Yeah. Um, so that EP, um, I was working with a producer called Kieran Guy. Um, he's also a musician. Yeah. He's a drummer. He works with Etta Bond and a few other people. So he's amazing. Um, and I think we had wow. like similar musical interest. Um, one day we were like driving home from a gig and we were speaking about, you know, different artists we listened to, Erica Badu. It was a mix of like rare groove, um, neo soul. Yeah. And then, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's work on something. So we did twice. Yeah. together um twice and then we were <laughs> yeah and we were in the studio just writing we had loads of songs that we were working on and yeah. i was just like you know what there's a body of work here so he produces and i i write all the songs myself um and for me it's yeah. more like i i love to hear you know melodies first and then the lyrics come after um but also working with someone who has a great ear for music as well, really helps. Um, so it was definitely like, I love that collaboration between the two of us. And then two of the yeah. tracks as well are from another producer called Nutty P who worked on my first EP with me. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it's, yeah, so it's just two producers. Like it, I, it's very like close, um, you know, but I love the process. I love yeah. to, to work with people one-on-one. -on -one, and I think that's how, yeah. you know, what I'm feeling can come out better if I'm just focused on the writing on my own, but I'm not afraid yeah. to collaborate with other people. It's something I definitely want to do more of, you know, writing and uh, working with others. I love that. So that sounds <laughs> a really like, very like an organic way to kind of yeah. bring together a project, to be honest, you know, you're just in the middle of it, you know, just in the thick of it, just writing, enjoying that creative process. Yeah. Um, and, and collaborating with someone who, you know, is, you know, equally as passionate about creating, you know, mm. meaningful art. Um, and I just love the fact that, you know, in that process, you were able to kind of craft a whole project that, to be honest, yeah, when listening to it, it, it feels really like, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, when you've listened to something, you feel really enriched after. Like, oh, okay. You know, you feel really like, 
<laughs> like that was really good. That felt really good to the soul. Um, and it's not often you get to listen to a whole body of work, and it's it leaves you feeling like that, you know. Oh, so so that's that. why. Thank I mean, you. <laughs> It's honestly really, really good. And the writing as well. I, I love that you mentioned about, you know, um, that sort of even like that collaborative process, because I think sometimes when you're writing your own work, obviously you're writing it, it's, it's your work. Mm. It's it's about your story, your journey or things that you've you've entailed. Um, but there is also power in, in in sharing those stories or creating that space to have those stories um, written or contributed to by others. Uh, yeah. Because... It, it just helps translate that message maybe in a way that sometimes we don't even see or think. Mm -hmm. So I love that, you know, through that project, you kind of went through these range of emotions, ideas, yeah. processes, because that is really what the journey is about. And that's why, <laughs> that's why it's really good to look forward to a body of work because you, you kind of want the artist to take you on that journey. Yeah. So I definitely feel like you did that with, with think twice for sure. Um, so let me know then how we arrive at emotional. And please, if uh. I disappear off screen, don't, don't keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, so emotional, it's actually comes from lockdown. So I'm sure everyone like had a different experience during lockdown. I think for me, yeah. um, it's, I think you have so much time to think and you you can overthink, but you also have a lot of time to, you know, speak with family, friends, relationships, whatever. Um, and the song, I think, basically came from that moment in my life um, and realising certain people did not fit and did not align with me. Um, so the song it speaks about emotional, like, immaturity. And I think for any, like, friendship, relationship, yeah. you know, like, with family, anyone, um, it's important to have that kind of emotional understanding. Um, yeah. So that's what the song speaks about. And again, this was a collaboration with Kieran, um, and but it was remote this time round. So it was much, it wasn't harder to express myself yeah. and to, to work with him. Um, Cause we work this way a lot as well, but I think it was, it just made you miss it even more to be in the studio. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much emotional. And it's got that kind of Mary J um, feel to it, a uh, very hip hop kind of soul. Yeah. So that is yeah. that song. <laughs> that was my uh, latest single that I released in September. <laughs> 